Welcome to this Gas Gas Scout Report episode. I'm Tom Metcalf and I'm delighted to be joined by Ben from Cods Vlogs. Welcome, Ben. Thanks, Tom. Great to be on, mate. Lovely having you. Joey Barton has kicked off the summer recruitment with four new faces arriving in BS7. Two of those are players that Barton managed previously at Fleetwood. Paul Coots and Sam Finley. We'll start with Sam Finley. I think the first question I have is, are you sad to see him go? Devastated because he's a perfect League One player, never mind League Two. And I said in my video before, he's daylight burglary, our League Two side. I've got Sam Finley in. He's a cheat code for that level. He's, you know, he, he scored three goals for us last year and two of them were, you know, goal of the season candidates. You know, he can hit them from range. He, you know, he, he likes to a go. He likes to be on the front foot. Uh, great with the ball, you know, he likes to go forward, even if he's spraying the ball, you know, sideways, keeping the sides moving. And um, for a side that Bristol always want to get next year, they want to get a side that fight and winning games of football, you're going to have to have a lot of possession. And he's certainly one that can make that possession count. And he's a terrific addition for Bristol Rovers in League Two this season, I feel. Yeah, so if yeah, you're obviously quite upset to see him go, what, why is he leaving? I think it's the fact that maybe Grayson wanted other midfielders. I think we've got a lot of midfield, midfielders similar to him. In You know, we've got Jordan Rossiter, Dan Batty, who are both similar to him, who are both very good players. And Fleetwood probably wouldn't be able to guarantee him a two-year deal, um, maybe a one, but he can return to a manager that he likes, obviously fellow Scouts and Joey, and obviously Clint Hill as well, who he knows, who, who actually brought him in. So I think, you know, a two-year deal, big club, chance of promotion, maybe a bit bigger on the wages side of things. Um, the only problem is, is the downside, he has to move away from home, but um, I don't think that'll bother him as long as he's playing good football, playing in it and uh, winning, and hopefully he can do that with uh, Bristol Rovers. Yeah, fingers crossed. So you mentioned a few of his attributes. What, what kind of player can Rovers expect him to be? He's like a league, you know, a lower league Stephen Gerrard, honestly, like you know, <laughs> hungry, hungry, you know, a scouser, loves a challenge, you know, always in the referees team. And he's one of those, if you if you had a football match and you could pick your players, he'd be writing your, you know, your list that you want him because, you know, he, he looks after you, he looks after you defensively, he looks after the strikers, he looks after you in midfield and you just want to play with him. You feel at ease when... You know, we we can play with Sam Finley, and uh, I think he's a very good player. I like him a lot. I wish him all the best. And uh, obviously, he scored a lot of goals. Obviously, at a league below league, so I think it's seventeen goals have failed in two seasons. So he has got an eye for goal, and uh, I reckon there's no reason why he can't go go and get ten goals from midfield for Rovers this year. Big big shouts there, lower league. <laughs> Stephen Gerrard, ten goals from midfield as well. Um, you you mentioned kind of being in the referee's ear and that. Um, he has got, well, I think from Rovers fans' perspective, a bit of a reputation already um, because of his ban, obviously, um, for it, racially abusing um, an Irish player. And also, I have noticed a video someone shared that there was a, like a melee and a an opposition player was on the floor and he's just come in and just basically raked his studs down the back of his head. Has he got like a bit of a nasty streak to him? He has. Instead of Stephen Gerrard, it's... You know, you, you, you sometimes get managers that get players that you think, he reminds me of me as a player. He's exactly what I want in my team because that's how I was, you know, who's going to be hungry, who's going to come in. And he's a bit like Joey Barton. He can be a nice lad, he'll look after you. But as soon as you get on that pitch, he's a nasty, he's a nasty player and you don't want to go anywhere near him. And he can kind of put you, put you off going into a challenge with him. And if he can put one midfielder off going out, 
then we threw it because of a one-man advantage in with the quality that I'm guessing Joey will sign this year, it could go on well. And uh, I think it's a two-year deal he signed him on as well. And, um, you know, he has got a nasty side, but he's also got a lot of good attributes as well. But um, he's not a nasty, nasty player, but uh, there's definitely that nasty reflect streak that um, players need to be careful of. But when, but when he's on your team, you love him. Yeah, yeah, he's a nasty bastard, but he's our nasty bastard now. So, uh, yeah, we'll back him. Um has he, when he plays in a in a midfield, is he generally in a two? Or is it kind of because I I kind of got the impression he was a bit more forward thinking as a as a midfielder. Yeah, um, well, a lot of the time he plays in a midfield three. Um, when Joey first came in, we had Callum Camp, obviously a central attacking midfielder from Rochdale, who you know gets goals and he was scoring a lot. And then when Joey left, we we sticked with we kind of we did changed slightly to a 3-5-2, but we still had three midfielders. But Camps got injured for a bit and was left out for it. So he came into more of a, an attacking midfield role. So he's more like a kind of a deep-line playmaker that you know, he's not necessarily behind the strikers, but he likes to create chances from the midfield to the striker. And... Um, you know, just link up play, which is very good of him. But he can play in either. He can play in a two. He's got the legs to do it. He's still young. He's still energised. He's still hungry. But he's very good in a three as well. And um, maybe get someone defensive next to him. Obviously, you've got that in Cootsie as well. Yeah, I was, I was going to uh, mention he's... Obviously, we've got Coots. We're going to come on to him in a sec. Do you think it's important? Or do you think it's a, a good thing that they're coming both at the same time and they've already got that kind of relationship going? Yeah, obviously they played together a little bit at Fleetwood and Paul Coots again is a lot different to Sam Finley. He's obviously got a lot more games on his CV. You know, he's got promotion from League One to the Championship. He got to the playoffs with Fleetwood. So, got a very good experience. You know, he's been in the right culture as well. And at Sheffield United under Chris Wilder, which is a very good culture to be in. Then he's been under Joey, uh, which, you know, he led us to the playoffs. I think he played 38, 39 times that season. And he's not necessarily the player that, <clears throat> excuse me, he's going to go and get you a goal. He only scored one goal for us in his 67 appearances, Paul Coots. But I think them both coming in together will definitely help them and put, put, them, put them both at ease, really. And uh, they can link up with, uh, you know, Clint Hill, Andy Mangan and Joey Barton and uh, Eddie Jennings, who I think might be coming as your director of football. He's like he was at Fleetwood. But they've got players that know each other. And when you've got that, I think it. I think it gets a good squad harmony. Yeah, it feels a bit like Joey's getting the band back together. We'll see who else he pulls out the bag. Um, so yeah, let's talk about Paul Coots. Um, another same question again. I guess are you sad to see him go. Um, I am, and I'm not. Um, I like Finley more than Coots. Obviously, Coots is getting on now, a bit older. He's a type of player that. You'll suit Bristol Rose when they have a lot of possession and you're winning games, you know, 2-0, you know, 1-0, you can close out a game. His experience, his know-how, he'll defend well. But if you're chasing a game, he's not the type of player that you necessarily want. You'll link it all and keep you solid that you don't give another goal away. But a lot of his passes are sideways, backwards, you know, just a little bit in front. But he does, he can spread the play. He can get the supporters on the... Um, kind of off the seat as well. So there's more than one way that he goes around his business. But again, good composed play. He's very elegant on the ball as well and uh, experienced at this level. Yeah, and he's he's obviously won the armband. He's 
kind of coming in, Rovers fans have got a lot of expectation kind of more for his, his leadership. He's, he's 32, he's been there, he's, he's done it. Do you think that's something he can bring to Rovers, like quite a, a young Rovers team? Definitely. And I looked at the Rovers team last year and the, the quality wasn't great, but it wasn't as bad as, you know, the show. I just think they lacked leadership and they didn't have anyone that they could go to for advice and look like this is how we need to do it. And they just looked like a team of strangers going out and he, he won't have that. He will link them all. He'll make them feel at ease. He'll get them talking and um, he'll get them, you know, you know, a midfield role as well. And if he's, if he's not your captain, it says a lot about your football club and who you've recruited as well, because if there's someone better than uh, Paul Cook's leadership, you've got a, you've got a hell of a leader there. And uh, like I say, Joey always said that Fleetwood wants 11 leaders and Paul Cook's is definitely one. So he went out. Um, to Salford on loan uh, in January. Why? Why did he move, been moved down? Well, it was a weird time for Fleetwood. Obviously, we were struggling financially. Obviously, Joey left the club on the fourth of Jan, and it was towards the end. And I don't think Paul Cooks was relatively happy at Fleetwood after Joey went. I think a lot of players fell out. Obviously, Chad Evans left the club, and Paddy Madden was leaving as well. And I don't think Paul Cooks was happy about. You know, the treatment of Joey, I think he was kind of mixed. Some were happy that he left, some weren't. Um, I was definitely in the middle on that one, if I'm honest with you. Um, but, yeah, he went to Salford. You know, we had an abundance of midfield players. You know, Jay Matetti also went on loan. We brought Dan Batty in. We had Rossiter. We had uh, Finlay. We had Camp. So it was tough. But, again, went on loan to Salford. But I think he played 15 times for them, didn't he? And showed his class there. And definitely can do it at a League Two level, definitely. Yeah, so focus on the kind of midfielder he is, like you said, kind of maybe a bit more defensive than than Finlay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not. And he can, you know, he'll he'll try and get the ball on the half turn from the defenders, and you know, try and play forward. You know, run forward, play forward. That's a great motto to have. You know, you look at all the good players do that, and he can. So yeah, more defensively, more solid. Can definitely help the back four out, but again, can definitely go forward as well and can you know, maybe get the odd goal or two, but his job is definitely the leadership and keeping like the defence, you know, happy, keeping the defence organised as well as keeping the midfield, you know, in a good shape and a good harmony as well. I'm picturing him shirt tucked in, black boots, that kind of no nonsense. Yeah, he's proper, he's He's Sunday league, he's always around the gap, he's always the first one there. And instead of your Lucas Age Sports, he's always on, you know, the water and dry chicken and pasta instead of a beer after the uh, game on a Sunday with the lads. So while I've got you, um, I wanted to get your thoughts on Joey Barton. We, we haven't spoken to, I think, any Fleetwood fans since he's, since he's left. We, you upset when he went? I'll, I'll be honest with you, I love Joey. Like, he was a larger-than-life character. Um, I spoke to him many, many times. He was class with me. Some of these decisions baffled me. His man management was sometimes poor. But he got you feeling something. And, you know, his interviews, you could listen to him all day. Sometimes you think, oh, why have you said that? Why have you said that? And you just know he's going to get himself into trouble. And I think at Blackpool away, he said, um, we're a miles better team than them and we're a bigger... And again, we're going to lose 3-1. It's team talk done for them. But... Over the all, he's a very good manager. He, you know, he likes to talk himself up. He'll talk his players up. And, you know, we won't be 
even in four when you got sat, by the way. We played in that run, I think we played Portsmouth, Crew, Wigan and Swindon. We went against Swindon, we drew the other three. But we weren't playing well. And Pilly pulled the ball, uh, pulled uh, the trigger, our chairman. And I think they had a few arguments before. I don't know if you heard them on the Robbie Fowler podcast. But, um, yeah, I was surprised when you left. Was he happy? Mixed feelings. I would have let him go at the end of this year, definitely. Fair enough. Why Why would you have let him go anyway? End of his contract, you know. Um, I think things needed to change a little bit. I think we maybe needed to move on in a different direction. I just couldn't see it carrying on like it did. He fell out with Kenzie and, you know, he wanted to pay another goalkeeper's wages. And, you know, we all know Alex Kenzie's quality. He saved the penalty in the last minute against in Clark Harris last year at your ground. And, you know, won as a point, you know, starting a 12-game unbeaten run. You know, he's one of the best goalkeepers in League One, I think. Um, there's a few up there as well. And, um, yeah, just had a few arguments. Chad Evans left because of him, you know, there's a few other arguments. And, that's why I would have probably let him go. Not because of the results, not because he was a bad manager. I just think the players were starting to feel an unhappy camp and uh, I think it would have been right to have moved on. Yeah, fair enough. Um, that's that's pretty much everything I wanted to ask about um, Coots and Finley, but is there anything else that Gasheads need to know about him? I just think Finley is the type of Bristol Rovers player because... From the outside, I've always liked Bristol Rovers. It's always been a club that, you know, hard-working, you know, hard-working city. They fight to the end. They never give up. And I think I think the Bristol Rovers fans, they don't want to win 5 you every week. As long as you are going out, you know, to the men, giving 100%, working your absolute balls off, and, you know, coming off with a sweat, putting, you know, tackles in, and if you lose one, they're going for it. I think they'll like that. And Sam Finley is the perfect example of that. It might not always go to plan with him, but he'll always give you everything. And Coots is the same. He'll, you know, he's a bit more reserved than Finley, but he's calm, collective. And, you know, when you talk about elegance as a footballer, Paul Coots is it. And uh, two very different players, but um, two very good players as well. Well, uh... <laughs> Very good references for both of them. Um, well, thank you very much for your time, Ben. And um, thank you, Gasheads, for listening. Um, we've just recorded our end-of-season relegation two-parter, so if you haven't listened to that, go back and uh, have a depressing listen about how shite we've been this season. And we're going to be yeah, recording plenty of uh, bits like this over the summer to keep you, keep you interested outside of, the uh, obviously, the England game. So... Um, All that's left for me to say is uh, up the gas.